Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneke Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. As an entrepreneur, you have to be okay with failure. If you're not failing, you're likely not pushing yourself hard enough. Alexa Von Tobel. Greetings, greetings, greetings. What's up, my peak performers? Welcome to episode 106 of the Entrepreneur You podcast. I'm Henico Watkiss Porto. My guest today is Tom Ryan, general partner at Start 100. Now, Tom is an experienced startup founder. He's an investment professional and distinguished coach and mentor to entrepreneurs worldwide. So in addition to Start 100, Tom is currently an entrepreneur in residence at Catawba Valley Community College and the founder of Entrepreneurial Support Resource Community, supportedly.com. So we are going to be talking about crowdfunding, a viable alternative to traditional startup funding. Welcome, Tom. It is so good to have you on the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Thank you. My pleasure. Absolutely. Have you ever had any Jamaican food? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What have you had? <laughs> Talk to me about that. Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, there's always, you know, the jerk chickens and, and that sort of thing. Um, there's a, I live in Asheville, North Carolina, which is in the mountains of Western North Carolina. And, uh, we're just really very, uh, spoiled with uh, tons of great restaurants. So there's one of my favorites is called nine mile and it's, um, you know, kind of Caribbean inspired food. So lots of rice, lots of fish, you know, lots of incredible dishes that they put together. So yeah, big fan. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So you kind of have a, a taste of Jamaica, literally, huh? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Let's move into talking about crowdfunding. And, you know, crowdfunding has in recent times come on the scene, as it were, as an alternative to how people source capital, you know, funding for their startups. So let's start by talking a little about what crowdfunding is and then we can talk about why it should be considered a viable alternative for startup entrepreneurs to consider. Yeah, absolutely. So crowdfunding effectively is is just, you know, crowdsourcing at the at the root of all crowdfunding is the, you know, the phenomena of crowdsourcing. So, yeah, it's been it's been done for years and years and years, but through the advent of technology and social networks, um, in this, you know, kind of connected global ecosystem, you know, we're now able to have the ability to, you know, gather uh, the crowd to support initiatives. Um, and those initiatives could be, you know, funding related. They could be philanthropic, uh, you know, as in the case of a GoFundMe, which is a crowd crowdfunding platform of sorts for philanthropic needs. Uh, but when we get to the actual business financing side of things, you know, crowdfunding effectively is, you know, platforms, they are platforms that are designed and dedicated to trying to get your message out uh, around your business.
business or your concept to the, you know, the broadest possible audience and, and to get their support. Um, so in effect, you know, th- that's what crowdfunding is at a high level. When we get down to the use of crowdfunding for, you know, for the financing of your business idea or your, or your actual business, then there's a, there's two big buckets of crowdfunding. Uh, there's the rewards-based crowdfunding, which is effectively a pre-sales uh, endeavor or effort. And then there's the equity crowdfunding, which has been more recent, uh, a more recent development. And those are, are two very, very different things that a lot of times what I find is there's 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 a fair amount of confusion around around those and, and what their specific purposes are. Um, so folks, it's kind of ubiquitous, ubiquitous. They just think of crowdfunding as either you know, the Kickstarters, the Indiegogos, uh, that sort of thing, where they think about it as an equity crowdfunding platform. And there's two very different purposes. They perform different jobs. They're not for every company. So understanding that distinction is really important. Mm, interesting. So you've, you've touched on reward-based crowdfunding as well as equity-based crowdfunding. Now, of course, you know my next question is distinguish um, in a more uh, detailed way the difference between the two and which is more um, appropriate, as it were, for a startup to consider. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start with rewards-based crowdfunding because that's the most popular. Um, So that's your Kickstarter, your Indiegogo um, type campaigns that you see uh, out there. They have the most, you know, kind of the broadest awareness. Um, and, And really their principal function is market testing. And, you know, it's a, it's a go-to-market channel that's become available uh, that, you know, companies that are early in their, in their life cycle, you know, can get out there and get exposure, you know, to the market. But, you know, the, the, the important thing to understand about rewards-based crowdfunding like Kickstarter or Indiegogo is that it is a pre-sale uh, platform. So what you're effectively doing is you're pre-selling your products on the platform you're not raising uh equity capital in your business so you're you're not fundraising in the traditional sense you're actually selling product on a pre-sale basis and that's an important distinction because there is no you know a lot of times i'll have conversations with folks and they'll say oh well if i support a kickstarter campaign what do i get back in return like i'm investing in a company and you know what's my position in the company and and you know in those in those instances, the, you know the the folks who are asking those questions really don't have a clear understanding of the purpose of of a rewards platform like a Kickstarter Indiegogo, uh, because it is effectively you are pre buying uh, mm-hmm. you're pre ordering a product that is you know oftentimes not commercially available yet. So the exchange is you know Hanukkah, you've got a product that you're looking to sell and you want to get to the market. I like your story. I like your product. I want to support you. So my support comes in the form of, of pre-purchasing your product. And what that does for the entrepreneur is a couple different things that are that are very beneficial. Number one, it provides market validation at, at a certain level. So if you have the opportunity to kind of tell your story and pitch uh, your product to you know the the, the masses, you're going to be able to find out you know what kind of uh, attention you're going to receive or what kind of support from the market what's the demand going to be like and you know th- those platforms provide that that opportunity to connect to do kind of a customer discovery 
uh, initiative at, at a higher level where there's real consequence. You know, you, the consequence is that you're either going to pre-sell a product or you're not. Um, so it, it's a great market validation instrument and exercise. And then when successful, it's a great uh, source of cash flow that's non-dilutive to the entrepreneur, meaning that, you know, if I sell a product for $100 and my cost of goods is $50, and then there's, you back out, you know, the fees that are associated with participating in those platforms, yeah, I might have, you know, some some gross profit or some free cash flow of maybe $40, $40, $35 per item. And, and that's a great source of cash for young startups that they don't have to give anything away and they don't have to pay back in the, in the form of like debt or something along those lines. So the rewards-based crowdfunding platform is very easy to get into. Uh, it can provide great marketing validation or market validation. It can provide free cash flow. Um, and it's a great opportunity to just build, a, build awareness and exposure for your brand, for your products. Uh, it's limited to product companies. It's not something that you, you know, it's not for everyone. It's not for every startup. And uh, with our fund, you know, the Start 100 fund, we we focus on mass appeal consumer products. Uh, we get a lot of applications for software companies and apps and services and things like that. But because we leverage crowdfunding platforms and particularly, you know, the rewards-based crowdfunding platforms, you know, we, we say no to all of those applications because they just aren't good fits for your rewards-based cloud, crowdfunding platform like Kickstarter and Indiegogo because that's not where you would go to support a, you know, an app or, you know, a business-to-business -business software application. Mm -hmm. So, right, we're going to talk um, about, because you haven't really touched on the equity yes. crowdfunding just yet, you have given us a lot for the rewards base, which is great. And I also want to touch a little on Start 100 and how, you know, as you said, you're a product-based um, uh, facility. So we're going to also want to get into that as well, you know, share um, how a startup may come to you and, and what you'll do for them in terms of going forward. Now, let's look at the equity-based crowdfunding alternative. Yeah. Um, so the equity-based crowdfunding is the you know, smaller of the of the two buckets, and that's specifically designed to be able to uh, raise capital for your business, typically in exchange for equity. Um, although in in some cases it doesn't have to be equity; it could be a convertible instrument, like a convertible note. Um, but effectively, you're you're doing the same thing. You are offering something in this case an investment opportunity to the crowd and you are being able to you know kind of the power incrementalization you're 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 looking at okay i you know a, a one to many situation whereas you know the typical financing route you know, when you're raising equity capital is going out there talking to a lot of investors you know starting with friends and family and then you know, going to maybe accredited investors and then maybe going to angel funds and then ultimately to venture backed uh, sources and or traditional, you know, debt, uh, you know, lenders and that sort of thing. Um, and that's a very long process. And, you know, it takes a lot of time and the odds are, are relatively low. Uh, that you're going to have success with every person that you talk to. So crowdfunding, equity-based crowdfunding provides an interesting alternative in that you can put this message out. And again, like rewards-based crowdfunding, if you have a compelling story and your product or service is interesting to people and you can tell that story, you know, kind of broadcast that story effectively at, you know, to the masses, uh, then chances are you can get a lot of folks that are going to be investing smaller sums. 
So that's one of the big benefits of equity crowdfunding is, you know, done properly. You can get a lot of folks that are saying, I really like your story. I like your products, your services. I like your business model. And I'm going to you know, invest a small amount of money in your in your business. Then when you get to um, kind of some of the larger, uh, more macro level benefits of equity based crowdfunding, it kind of democratizes uh, the you know venture investment game for non-accredited investors, and what I mean by that is there are certain regulations um, that here in the United States are are put forth uh, to protect the you know financial institutions, not just at an institutional level, but but protect the flow of capital and regulate the flow of capital. And one of those instruments is the accredited investor requirement. So you have to meet certain criteria in terms of annual income, net worth, things like that. The point is that you know, most fundraising uh, that's done at a you know beyond a friends and family level or just you know kind of a one-off any types any type of professional level uh, fundraising typically requires that you're only receiving money from accredited investors and what that does is it really limits the pool of folks that you can go and raise money from what equity-based crowdfunding does now is that it allows you know more non-accredited investors to participate at lower levels so what the government has done is they've said yes non-accredited investors can invest but they can only invest uh, you know below a certain point and so you're talking you know small checks thousand dollars things like that um, but if you can get those small amounts from a lot of people then you can you can uh, you can accomplish your goal of raising a significant amount of money to launch your business and then the last thing that it does is that it builds a a great fan base yeah, so you know, the the folks who invest in your company now become fans, and you can leverage those fans to continue to grow and spread the word about your business. Absolutely, I love that. I love that. Such um, we have much to you know regurgitate and and contemplate. So, can you talk to us a little, Tom, about? I mean, we don't want to get into too much of the history, but it can it will help to create a a picture and and you know a background. So a little of the history of crowdfunding and uh, where we are now and what has been the success rate um, over the years. Yeah. So the history of it, you know, it's it's been it's crowdfunding has been in operation in some way, shape, or form since, you know, kind of the late 90s, early early 2000s. Um, it started, you know, with the rewards-based crowdfunding because that's, frankly, a lot easier. There's no regulation involved. It, it is truly a marketing campaign, if you think of it that way. Um, and, and incidentally, too, you know, the, the significance of being effective at the marketing side of crowdfunding applies equally to rewards-based or equity crowdfunding you know success is one of the biggest success criteria or determining factors of success on either one of those platforms uh, or buckets is your ability to tell a very very compelling story to a lot of people um, so w when when i talk about what's kind of the secret to success around crowdfunding regardless of whether it's rewards or equity it really comes down to the marketing um, to be successful but yeah so the the history of it 
is that, you know, started in the 2000s, started on the rewards-based side. Um, and with the you know, success that was that was generated by actually being able to go out there and get the crowd to support you at this level, um, then there, you know, obviously the, the focus shifted to how do we, you know, use this to be able to raise capital rounds. Um, and, and so that, you know, that's been the most recent addition, uh, 2012 was really when, you know, the first platform started to emerge that came from some legislation that was passed in 2012 called the jobs act, uh, that the Obama administration passed, which, you know, put forth the guidelines that, uh, that platforms that run equity based crowdfunding campaigns operate within. You've pretty much alluded, you know, to the answer to the question I'm about to ask, which is how do you really gather the crowd? You entered earlier at marketing, but just give us a little more insight into really how can we gather the crowd? Because, you know, it's crowdfunding after all, right? Right. Yeah. And I can't understate this uh, or overstate this enough. I don't want to understate it. I can't overstate this enough. Marketing is essential because what you're really equity-based crowdfunding and rewards-based crowd crowdfunding uh, success depends on eliciting an emotional response from the crowd. Um, so it, it's imperative that you're telling a very very compelling story in a way that you know creates this emotional connection to the founders, the brand, the story, um, and the products. The products are very, very important or the services, um, but they're only important once there's that emotional you know, kind of buy-in um, from folks that are viewing the campaign. So if you look at the way that a crowdfunding and equity-based crowdfunding campaign operates or a rewards-based crowdfunding campaign operates, a lot of times there's a high emphasis on the video. Video is the medium that is is really used or the principal medium that's used to kind of convey this message and, and make it very compelling and and create this connection between the viewer and and the companies that are are, are behind these campaigns. So, you know, what I uh, when I started to really get involved in in crowdfunding uh, was was by supporting some Kickstarter campaigns and Indiegogo campaigns that just got me. You know, it was something that I cared about. It was a product that was that was not just really cool or really useful, but it was the story of the founders and what they were trying to do and and the very sincere ask around, you know, with your support, we can make this happen. Um, so this my recommendation to any entrepreneur that's considering crowdfunding on either one of these you know the two options is to really start to develop that clear and compelling story that that really motivates people inspires people to want to follow you and get behind you Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of resources available. You know, you can if you're clever at doing that, you can do that yourself. There's marketing agencies that focus on this exclusively. Um, but then it's you know, beyond that. Once you have a great story to tell, then it's building your base. You know, so a lot of times you know, folks look at that as a very intimidating type of step. Where oh my gosh, how am I going to go out and get hundred thousand people to follow me? And the answer is you don't need to start with hundred thousand people. But what you need to do is you need to start with your close circle. And that could be 50 people, that could be 100 people, that could be 200 people. Um, In the case of a startup where you have, and hopefully you have multiple co-founders, if you sit down and, you know, on a whiteboard or, you know, on your, on your, 
your computer and say, okay, who do we know? Who's in our close circle? Who would follow us uh, because of a personal connection that we have? And you'll be surprised when you go through that and you list that out, you'll find that, oh my gosh, I've got 100 people on this list that, I, that are in my close circle that I can personally reach out to and ask them to support me you know, in this campaign. And that's one of the critical first steps is making sure that you have that base because then once you have that base and you ask them and they agree to help support you, then you can get this exponential effect where, you know, you ask them not just to support you, but then to also spread the word. And that's also the power of the crowd, uh, operating as it does where, you know, it kind of catches fire and there's a viral nature or viral coefficient that can be tapped into there to be able to really expand the reach. So, Number one, it's it's your story. Get that story correct. Get it really compelling. Um, you know, it should it should motivate people to want to support you and follow you and help you. And then number two, it's really establishing that close circle. When we look at a prospective investment and we start evaluating what we call their crowdfundability. That's one of the key things that we trigger on is what's your story? Does it move us? And then number two, what does your fan base look like? And if you haven't built your fan base yet, then you're you're probably not ready to jump into either platform. Mm-hmm. All right. So now let's turn our attention to Start 100. Just kind of take us through what it is that you do and how you can facilitate the effective launch of a startup. Yeah, absolutely. So Start 100 was established to solve you know, a pretty important problem that we saw in the market of both you know, a lack of funding for hardware startups effectively and also a lack of time on the part of the you know the entrepreneurs that were that were busily working to try to you know develop their company and develop their products so we saw that there was a, a real gap there there's some white space in the market where you know your typical startup that was trying to produce a consumer product uh, that was you know pretty detail, you know, pretty tricky in nature, um, that there was, there wasn't a lot of funding available for them and they were very, very busy trying to, you know, create their product, you know, work through their production, uh, uh, you know, chains and their supply chains and their engineering and everything else. And it was one of these things where, the idea of commercialization was always on the list of things to do, but there really wasn't a strong plan for how do we actually take this product to the market. So what we decided to do was to create a fund that focused on mass appeal um, consumer products that you know had high growth potential and that ideally were solving really important problems in the world. Uh, and partner with those companies to provide them with capital, you know, in the in the form of you know some prescriptive financing and uh, for you know specifically for enabling a crowdfunding campaign, uh, but then also provide them with an awful lot of expertise, both on the you know the product and engineering side and production side. But, you know, principally on the marketing side, because a lot of times, you know, product based startups, their domain expertise is largely centered on product specific things and not so much on the marketing. So the way that Start 100 works, you know, we have a a first level, which is our prescriptive funding, um, and that's a $50,000 investment. Those funds are used to support 
uh, a Kickstarter campaign or an Indiegogo campaign, so a rewards-based crowdfunding campaign. So the $50,000 breaks down uh, by you know, a bunch of different categories, but the largest category is paid advertising. So the our portfolio companies, we partner them with a leading crowdfunding agency called Aventus Partners based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, and they're one of the top companies that are out there that are you know, partnering with companies that either want to do rewards or, or equity-based crowdfunding campaigns and really get that story to the level where you know, it is compelling and it's eliciting this strong support. And then also they have a, uh, a terrific formula for going out there and, and actively marketing the campaign so you get the greatest reach. And a lot of that these days comes down to paid advertising strategies. Uh, so you have to leverage social media. You have to do it in the right way. You have to do paid ads on a, cons- con- on a consistent basis, be able to test the results of those. Um, so that's – you can imagine if you're a startup founder – and you're in the process of trying to get your product finalized so you can take it to market. And now someone says, oh, by the way, uh, I know you've considered going you know, the crowdfunding route. Um, and if you're going to do rewards-based crowdfunding, which is a pretty good thing for you to do if, you've, if you're a good fit product-wise for their platform, now you have to invest an enormous amount of time to learn how to you know, execute on these strategies, these best practices in order to have significant success uh, in, your, in your crowdfunding campaign. And that's a huge distraction from the business. So in addition to providing the, the cash to be able to do that because you have to have money to do the paid advertising and obviously it's in your best interest to retain the services of professionals that do this every day, um, now you have to carve out a ton of time to be able to focus on it um, and, you know, a typical rewards-based crowdfunding campaign, active campaign cycle is 30 to 45 days, which a lot of times could be just a complete black hole um, with, you know, founders having to pay attention on that. And you really put a lot of time into that every single day, which takes a lot from, you know, the business. So Start 100 solves that by saying, okay, we'll provide you with the capital to be able to have, you know, the money for the paid advertising to retain the right agencies. Um, and we also do a one week boot camp in Charlotte where we bring folks in, uh, on, you know, on a cohort to cohort basis. And they, they work actively with our advisors, with Eventus partners, uh, and with others to not just refine their message and address, you know, maybe some of the more critical areas of their business model, but then also start to work to build out that campaign so that they're really ready to launch and, and do it with a lot of success. Wow, that is absolutely fantastic. Do you only support companies that are U.S. based? We only support they have to have a U.S. based entity. So we we do look, you know, we'll take applications from everywhere, but one of our requirements is that it is a U.S.-based entity that we're investing in. Absolutely. understand that. Tom, oh my gosh, this is just so much good stuff right here. So much good stuff on crowdfunding. Now, I'm going to take your final sentence and just to remind my performers that you have been listening to this episode with Tom Ryan. We are talking all things crowdfunding, as you, of course, would have picked up by now. And Tom, just go ahead and leave your final statement, you know, to the entrepreneur that is seeking to look to crowdfunding as a viable alternative. And also at the end, give us your contact information. 
Absolutely. So if you are a product-based entrepreneur that has, that you are in the process of developing a mass appeal consumer product that is a great fit, you believe it's a great fit for Kickstarter or Indiegogo, and you've thought about that, um, and you've, you may or may not understand that, you know, that's going to require a lot of time and capital, and you're not sure where you're going to find either one of those, then we highly recommend that you check out start100.com. Uh, and look at you know partnering with us. We look for you know, highly coachable, motivated, dynamic uh, founding teams that are you know, really trying to develop products that address some of the biggest needs out there on a global market basis or market scale. Um, so we would love to talk to you. We've got an application process. Our next cohort, we're opening up applications for our next cohort in February. So we'd love to uh, love to start the conversation. Absolutely. And that's start 100 as in the numeral 100, start100.com. Correct. Awesome. What an amazing time I've had with you, Tom. I appreciate you coming on. I value your time and not just your time, but your expertise. So I appreciate it and thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. My peak performers, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode with Tom Ryan. I really do look forward to connecting with you next time, next week. So in the meantime, I have some information that can change your life for the best LeaderCast, the largest one-day leadership event in the world, is happening at the Knutsford Court Hotel in Kingston on May 10. LeaderCast Kingston will bring experts such as Gail King, and Andy Stanley to help you master the art and science of developing and leading healthy teams. Of course, the theme for LeaderCast this year is leading healthy teams. So if you go to HennekaWatkinsPorter.com, there is a 20% off, yes, 20% off until the end of, I think it's the end of April or somewhere in the middle of or in the middle of April. Visit HennyCoworkersReporter.com and you can book your spot now. You don't want to miss it. We had it last year at the Jamaica Pegasus Hotel and we had LeaderCast Women in October at the Knutsford Court Hotel. So this year we're having LeaderCast Kingston at the Knutsford Court Hotel. So book your spot now. We have an amazing lineup of speakers, as you've heard, and you can get your 20% off before that time expires. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. What good? 